week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Voice Party. We got Phil. We got Gaspar. We got JD. My name is Marcos. I am the co-host for today, and we got a very special guest. Can you please introduce yourself? My name's CB. I'm so happy to be out here on a, a day where the Warriors are playing a play. <laughs> <laughs> y'all pull me out to this spot. Oh. Who doesn't like to come out to sunny-ass Concord? So you can't swear on this thing, right? You can say whatever you want, yeah, man. Yeah. No, but no, but on the real, yeah. my name's CB, Chris Berger, a.k.a. Charlie Bravo. I'm here to just, Charlie you know, Bravo. chop it up with my fellas and see what's up. Well, you know? hey, thank Let's you. Build. Thank you for, for joining us, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I know from the very beginning when I started this, you were one of the persons I've been wanting to have on. <coughs> yes. And, yeah, yeah. and I, I've, uh, we go way back. I mean, not that long, but really long now. Yeah, but, yeah. It's been some years. I, yeah. I brought you to see him perform. Uh, I brought a lot of my friends to see you perform, man. And, and I'm happy to hear that you're writing again. You're, yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy <laughs> that we worked side by side in a cubicle yeah. and we do similar things you know right. we both like i remember one night we both had a show <laughs> we're, we're, we're working fast to get out of there <laughs> the way you did i thought you said you were gonna do like shrooms or something oh, like, yeah. we both had some shrooms yeah, yeah. at work, at work. Oh. <laughs> extra cell here <laughs> you know we were hustling cats we were only hustling. here no, yeah, yeah we met hustling yeah right? man we were cable yeah. dudes right? we we're doing door-to-door -door cable yeah. One Selling. of the hardest jobs ever, man. Ever. Think about it. Yeah. But I love that because you never know what's behind that door. Yep. And then the thing is, the one thing they teach you is whiff them. What's in it for me? So you can't sell to whiff. somebody unless you speak their language. So sometimes I wouldn't even sell. I would just, let's chop it up. Yeah. Next thing you know, they sign the paper and they're like, what the fuck did I just do? Because <laughs> you got all this other shit going like, yeah, 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 Niners, right. I'm a fucking Raider fan, whatever. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and they sign it. And they're like, ah! <laughs> what did I just buy? A quadruple play? What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you made a quota. <laughs> made your quota. Right, made a quota. Yep. <laughs> and you made a friend. <laughs> yeah, or more importantly. <laughs> what were you saying? I was saying, like, you can't it's like you can't cancel with me. You already signed the paper. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Right, you got to yeah. call them tomorrow yeah. during office hours. <laughs> you can cancel after my fucking commission hits. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the thing is, that job sucked. It did. But if you said that until, like, I could say it now because yeah. I don't do it and I feel bad for anybody that does it mm -hmm. anymore. Because you have to love that job every day you do it. The moment you throw in the towel, you're done. Yep. You can't sell. And you can't get yourself out of that, like, that rut. Yeah, that rut. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Even when they, they would pay you, because when you work in-house for the whatever cable company, they pay you, what, maybe 30 grand, 28 grand, and then you make your commissions on top. So you can make 150 yep. Yep. doing this. But yeah, we, can't, thing, we can't say the name because they sponsor right. this podcast. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> the other thing is the fact that you and I are seeing each other at, what, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock yeah. on a Sunday, we'd be out knocking doors to make our quota. Yep. We, weekends didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> now I got weekends. And you have that same energy that you did for that yeah. you can do it for, like that's one of the things i took away from that yeah sales job like it taught me how to hustle yeah in a way that i've never fucking hustled yeah, before yeah. and i was like i can implement that into my own thing to this you know yeah. the way i i hustle this now yeah and i'm you know i'm sure you can oh yeah it was like you got maybe 80 70 percent 80 percent of jd and cb 
right? Where's that, that, and that other percent is that artistic side is just beat down because that's the other thing you asked me, oh, when's the last show you did? Mm -hmm. Okay, when you're doing live shows and comedians can identify with this, players can identify with this, artists, athletes, it's like when you're so busy performing, okay, you got to get up, all the prep for the performing, and then the actual performance, whether it's your skit you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, your, all your jokes or whatever you got, or your 10 songs or 20 songs that you're doing at a performing, your mind's not free to think of the new stuff. That's true. And like this is food for, th you're an artist, right? So this is food for thought. Being on the tour is good for that and you could journal and stuff, but like, mm -hmm. you know, I feel all bad for all the people that died and got sick and lost loved ones during the pandemic, mm -hmm. but for the artists, you know, you feel bad that that was people's livelihood. That was their only means of making money and getting by. For those of us that were able to pivot and hustle and still make money doing whatever, yeah. or at least rent or whatever we mm -hmm. needed, now you had time to sit back and you're like, you couldn't play that show. No. Right. And so you saw what my cousin Mario, right. Mario Montes is his cousin. He, he all started, right, right, he right. started coming up with all this stuff. I'm like, what is this dude is a genius. He's crazy. What is this dude? He's yeah. crazy. But it was like pivoting the way that he was like one night he's at the layover the next night he's doing this, you know, with yeah. the FaceTime thing he was doing. And for me, I was just deep. And for me as an artist, I have to have everything clicking on firing on all cylinders. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I need to work out. I need to eat right, right? And then I need to um, I need, need to either, either, every day as an artist, I need to either write, perform, practice, produce, right, or record. One of those things, right? And so if I'm not performing, I better be coming up with something new or practicing. Because you could write 100 songs. If you can't practice them and arrange them, That's true. it's a bunch of freestyles, yeah. right? So let's, let's get everything condensed here. And so I, what I've been doing is these two-hour walks. Wow. I go on a walk and I got a hundred beats from my homeboy or sax player in New York. He just mm -hmm. sent me a hundred Dropbox beats wow. and I'm up to 50 now. Oh, wow. Wow. And those are the ones I like. So you, I go through a hundred, hundred and I just, uh, seven, six, five. Right. So I won't fuck with anything less than a seven. Right. Then I'll revisit. I'm like, there's some fives that I wasn't feeling at first. Right. right? And then I just start hitting them, but I'm on a two hour walk. And I'm, I'm writing, right. you know, I'm really doing it on the Google keep, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, and then I'm eight, And then what I'll do is I'll take it home. It took me like one, two hour walk to write the song or finish it the next day, mm -hmm. work on the chorus, then print it up and then walk. And I usually walk with like three songs and a pen and I'm just right. editing. Oh, as you're, as you're walking. Yeah. And do I live in West Oakland. Studio your space? Uh, yeah, we do. We have uh, at Soundwave in West Oakland, which is right below yeah. Mandela and West Graham. We have a, a, a two floors. So okay, it's cool. like you go in, you got the traps, the cabinets, the base, right. the mini grand right. roads, and you go upstairs Oh, and the mic booth and upstairs, we got the, um, the soundboard mm -hmm. and some more workstations. But, awesome. uh, but actually I've been going straight to our mixer, the dude that mixed my album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just Supreme on the boards. And so I'm like, I'm, I got it to the point. I don't have to do the pre-pro and we weren't, I mean, until what? two months ago where we getting together, right? So we, right. Just, we just started getting together two months ago and I was like, we had already bypassed and gone straight to the mixer. So right. you got all the work that you needed to get done, done. in those two hour walks. You, yeah, you yeah. Ironed out all the all the creases you needed to, to take care of so right. that you can go straight, cut out the middle, man. Right, and, and then the one thing that, cause I'm like, you look at me and Blake, yeah. right? Mike Blake, the, mm -hmm. other, the other MC in Alphabet yeah. Soup. I'm the writer, he's the off the head freestyle, and that's why we mesh so well. The way I write it is the way you're gonna hear it, because for me, I perfected it, right? right? For him, I'm like, that ain't how you wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Improvises like, on stage. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the? But we're yeah. wired differently, and I, I had to come to terms with that, and that's one of the reasons I used to party so hard. 
So I free. I come off the head when I'm toe up. I got a couple forties and ten shots of vodka. But it was not. It was not pretty. Right. Right. And so I was like, do what you're good at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so. What something I had to come off was like, let's get to the studio 90% prepared, right? And just allow that. Production. Right. Right. Well, but the 90% is like me pulling back because I'd be, no, that's exactly right here. And he's like, let's get allow for some of that organic stuff to happen. The live magic to happen. Right. And so that's kind of like. You know, if you can't impress your boys, so if you come up with your jokes and your boys ain't impressed, don't even... Karis won one of my favorite MCs of all time. Me, Chris same Parker, here. Right? Same here, yeah. His whole story about Sedgwick, where hip-hop was born in the South yeah. Bronx and stuff, he's like, you had to get good in your bedroom, come out into the living room before you can even go to the streets. Right. Right. right? So if you couldn't impress your surrounding crew, mm-hmm. they're telling you kind of like, if they don't go, oh, you know, they're telling you, not, nah, it ain't that tight. Right. right? So it's, it's one of those little rituals of, of acceptance of the <laughs> material like right. it's got to be good yeah. with everyone here before you take it out there right. in a way that's what we do at open mics you know yeah. like it, it kills with us okay it's gonna be destroy with the live crowd mm-hmm. and right. yeah yeah some similar to what you guys do yeah yeah, yeah no 100 yeah. I w- actually i wanted to ask you yeah. has the pandemic um affected your balance in any way of like trying to get the exercise trying to eat right trying to write trying to record Cause now the, cause things are coming back now, you know, with yeah. getting back with your boys in the studio. Like I was telling them we didn't practice for a whole year cause we had to wait it out. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I, you know, in a way, yeah, you're, you're very much on point with that because I just got asked to do a gig and I, I, I told the person, I was like, well, you know, to do the full love phenomena, which is my solo love creation, phenomena. love yeah. phenomena. I'm yeah. like to do that. That's actually an eight person thing. And yeah. the person's like, well, I ain't really got those funds. I was like, well, here we could do a condensed version, which is the live jazz guitarist mm-hmm. with a DJ. Mm-hmm. Right, DJ Funklore, uh, and then the two MCs. Just right, and so yeah. it made us pivot on who we actually right shot the call out to. Otherwise, yes, we're going to need about four four months. No, no, <laughs> yeah, that's a minimum. Our, our manager got us to a couple shows, and he was like, "No, it's going to be a full band show on June fourth or something." Yeah. We we're like. I mean, that, we're going to pull it out of our ass. That means giving that's, up your, yeah, that's you know giving up mean? a lot of free time from between now and June. Because, you know, that's one thing artists don't do is come ill-prepared. Right. The right. ones that survive, you know. Right. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you yeah. about your group. Like, for example, Alphabet Soup. I I have never seen that kind of group before. Where it's like it mixes jazz. Yeah. What do you, what is, it's hip-hop, but it's like got elements. It's like, wait, what? Like, it, it's, it's. I've never seen that before. Maybe I'm just out of the loop. No, no, but it's no. It's a perfectly Look, balanced yeah. jazz. Uh, you got two bass guitarists. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen that before. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. And then turntables, uh, uh, keyboards. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you saw, and it's interesting because around that time. And also what I was going to yeah. ask is a little history on Alphabet Soup, man. So I was just, you know, this is hell of B-Town-ish of me. Yeah. But me and the wifey were like, let's go get some food. Oh, you decide. You decide. And I was like, whatever, you know. And then somehow Top Dog came up. She, oh, yeah. she don't eat meat. Yeah. But she get the whatever dog, the vegan yeah, dog. the vegan dog, yeah. And I do eat meat, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, let me get two tops. <laughs> right? But I'm out there and I'm looking over and I'm like. You know what? That place right across the way from Top Dog mm-hmm. is where I was during the Rodney King rides. Because oh, I remember wow. my boy Lucky, who's a... I'm not sure if you ever met Lucky. He was a dope-ass dance hall artist. Uh, no, I don't think okay. I he got, he got He got murdered in, uh, in actually in, in my neighborhood like two years ago. And he's oh. like, beautiful dude, most amazing voice. And I just remember him hanging from, from, from these little things. And he had 
some some folks had gone into the gap and taken their right and so i'm looking at this dude and i'm just like and it was crazy because telegraph during tra- telegraph at that time i was like damn and i was like that's where i was so long ago and the song that i just done on friday i was talking about alan bluford mm-hmm. the young the young man that was killed yeah. by uh officer masso from the opd back you know five years ago right. and then that dude went on and kept on working when he, he murdered this youngster right and i'm talking about the youngster in the song like let's not forget about this you know you you guys know about mario gonzalez yeah right and yeah. alameda and alameda. so it's the same thing we're seeing time and time again and i'm like this is where I was in 92 when this happened, right? And that's the building where Alphabet Soup was born. Wow. Because that's when I first met Zachariah Mose. Yeah. And so it was, and this is to go into your question about how, what, you know, what are the players and how did this thing come to be? And it's like, around that time is when Diggable Planets was coming out and I'm cool like that. Us three, mm-hmm. which dip, dip, dip Fantasia, you know that. Yeah. And so this whole hip hop jazz thing came out and here's the reality. We had jazz players, tenor saxophone, four string bass player, six string bass player, keyboard player, drummer. Then we had some DJs, two yeah. MCs. It's really dudes with jazz, jazz players yeah. that playing four, four with the funk, fun, fun, you know, funk sensibility, right? right? right. Jazz sensibility with the funk four, four, the low end with the bass, the, the pocket bass, the guy that holds a pocket, the six string bass player could go up and have fun, right? And so when people were like hip hop jazz, here's the other reality. You had like the supper clubs of that time, you would play three sets. Well, the two MCs ain't gonna come in until second or third set. Right. One, because you, yeah. we were just talking about that one story, right? That yeah. was Christy, Christy Turlington's uh, supper yeah. club. Yeah. Well, they're eating their chicken. You're gonna scare them eating their chicken, you know? Yeah. <laughs> trying to cut their asparagus here <laughs> off. Down with the double mint. No, you are choking and shit, right? So, yeah. you know, so you, you bring us up on after they're nice and liquored up in the second and third set. And yeah. so they're playing jazz standards and, you know, okay. with, with right, the jazz, right? right? And then, but then, we were one of the few groups that you'd be playing two different venues on the same night because it was a vibe, it was an idea, it was a movement, right? So you have Alphabet Soup playing this place in the city and this place in the city at the same time because you still had two MCs, right? Because um, we had a lot yeah. of interchangeable, you know, bad members from moving parts. Yeah. So you could have two different jazz groups performing at two different places yep. and you could go hit both of them up yep. as yep. MCs. That's yeah, yeah. genius. But two different, uh, four different MCs, two. Four different MCs. Yeah, we had. Because you had Chris Riggins before at one right. point, right? And then Deuce clips when you get him on when I first met him was at the lounge on Lakeshore or Grand and he's like I didn't know him and he just walks up I didn't remember him you know when I was back in my drinking days yeah. I didn't lose a lot of this stuff up here so he's like yay you were the first dudes to let me on stage on the microphone I just wanted to thank you here's my album and I'm with my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks, youngster. I go home, put in the CD. I'm like, oh, this, shit, this dude's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm thinking I'm the OG. And I'm yeah. like, this dude's killing my shit. <laughs> he was beautiful because yeah. I hadn't heard someone sing with that so much soul yeah. as MC. You'll hear it when you All hear right, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, man. He's a bad dude. Yeah. And, and you guys, so you guys originated in Berkeley. I didn't know that was a big... Uh, like a big scene for jazz, the way the way you describe it. It was actually at this place we call the Jazz Club, 28th and Adeline in Oakland. Oh, Oakland, yeah, my, yeah. where I live now. Yeah, and uh, it was so the the idea was born in Berkeley because yeah. it was the manager, a guy I grew up with named Gary Angel. He's like, yeah, you guys are gonna rap together and we'll put it together. And he was big in the San Francisco scene, mm-hmm. but you know Berkeley wasn't a place to play a lot of gigs. I mm-hmm. mean, there was Berkeley Square, but our, our bread and butter was really San Francisco San clubs. Francisco. Yeah, and then we got signed, and then we went all around, you know, Northwest, New York, and all that stuff. And you've had a lot of different, like, 
musicians with your you had Thomas Pridgen at one point as a drummer. I Pridgen, believe, right? I played with that, but that was not with Soup. I mean, okay. Soup, we okay. had a lot of people sit in. So Shock G from Digital Underground wow. signing with Soup. Um, okay. Steve Smith from Journey played with Soup a, a lot of shows. Zigaboo <laughs> Modalise from The Meters was yeah. our drummer. So Steve Smith and Zigaboo, look at The Meters, yeah. right? The Meters, yeah. Birth of the Funk is Funkadelic Parliament and The wow. Meters from the New Orleans, right? Yeah. So Zigaboo Modalise was our drummer. Dang. Steve Smith from Journey was our drummer. <laughs> uh, that dude, uh, Trey Cool. Oh, yeah. that he played with us but those and then shock g and then um chad yes. smith from the red hot chili Peppers. yeah those would be people in the crowd that go except for shock shock was like an angel who was just kind of there yeah he was a dope dude but on the, key, um, on the keyboards right yeah on the, yeah, keyboards. the keyboards so you yeah, did that for your in, in your band yeah these are people that just would sit in right oh yeah and then so pridgen was more of i was getting hired by the um the owner of the Boom Boom Room, yeah, as the the resident MC to come front all these bands, for sure. And that's when all that shit blew up. Me and him were playing Pridgen one night with the bass player from Alphabet Soup, and then I've been off Facebook, as you probably know. I don't really do the social media thing yeah. for the most part. And yeah, then, I, I I realized that when I I looked at all the messages I sent you and no <laughs> reply, not even a scene. But what happens when you text me? <laughs> well, when I text you, or you call me back? Right, right. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I you know I teach this stuff for a living. For sure. And then when you talk about public Wi-Fi, virtual private networks, and complex passwords, and all these different things about how people are got. Look at the Colonial Pipeline. Yeah. People are not safe with their data. Now, even in the song I just did on Friday, we're talking about flocking. Mm -hmm. F-L small case O-C. And that's what the new way of Google is doing to get our data. Mm. It's called they're aggregating our data as opposed to saying Gaspar, these are his likes. They're like you five in this room, this is what you like we're going to shoot our ad suit. And it's mm -hmm. supposedly saving our data, but in a way it's worse. And so it's just, because I teach it yeah. and I'm a cybersecurity dude, yeah. I'm like, do I really want people to know where I'm at? Yeah. Where you know, look at me. I'm over here at Temescal. Well, it's a perfect time to go break his window. Yeah. Because your last post was about your three laptops in your room, right? <laughs> right. So I'm gonna just monitor your shit, yeah. and then worse, right? Here's yeah. your bank account. I'm gonna try all these passwords, right? So I pretty much don't stay on it because it's a time suck too. Yeah. And I'd rather spend my time creating, but I do need it. That's the point. I was gonna it say it is necessary that yeah. someone has that job. Yeah. Right. Right. And so yeah, it's just especially since like as a performer, ninety percent. Of the people that come to my shows are all from from social you know, media. From social media. That's how yeah. I've that's how I've always packed my you know not packed but brought people in. Yeah, yeah. you got to have some. Someone has to be running that game. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. You don't want to be the person behind that. Yeah, it's just very sad because it brings out. It's like man, you guys ever seen that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, The Beach? Yeah. And it, it's like a utopia. Yeah. Then it's like, give it 10 minutes. Americans will fuck up anything. <laughs> right. Then they're stabbing each other. Right. Yeah. It's like a utopia at first. And then give and then, Americans anything and they're going to ruin the shit. I, I just asked you guys ever watched it? No, I okay. never seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. it's, it's a movie where these, these people, uh, they're all American, right? Yeah, Some yeah. European, they go yeah. to this beach and they it's a, it's an isolated beach, and they just take over. But eventually, it's like Thailand or summer. Yeah, it's like Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, and it, and they're like, well, the dope dealers here because when Leonardo DiCaprio he gets to the town park 
and it's all it's like yeah. you know dubstep and it's crazy shit people yeah. are doing coke it's all party and, town like, a, like Bangkok right Bangkok. right Bangkok. Bangkok and someone slides a map underneath his door and he's like we're gonna find this beach and then they find they like swim from island to <laughs> island and then they wake up and they're they come up and they're in this dope field Halloween Halloween like, yeah. but the dope dealers let the, the utopian beach people live there as long as they don't mess with their stuff as long as they don't get the weed yeah mm-hmm. yeah. and then they just fuck it up <laughs> you know, people are getting stabbed and yeah <laughs> and there's and like laughing. the mob and then Leonardo has to go live in the jungle, right? Exactly, yeah. It's 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 literally like you said, give them time. Right. They'll fuck it up. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's like I'm one of those dudes too. I'll read an article and I go to the comments. And oh, yeah. the very first kind of he should die. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. We do we pass a law that says you have to do comments in a public space. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there he is with the camera on, and that's who you are because everyone's hiding from something. Yeah. And I know I come off and I'm not fake when I'm like, love everyone, because I did. There was a moment that I I was like, man, maybe I should just be a negative dude and a mean dude. And I tried one day and it totally backfired. And I, I was like mean to someone I grew up with. And yeah. she was like, why did you hurt me? And I was like, being an asshole don't suit me. So no. I'm just going to spread love. And the people are going to hate that. I, and, I you know. have a perfect uh, story about you yeah. that I, I remember. Like, I had never heard of this from anyone. And it, and it made a huge impact in me when we were working together mm-hmm. selling cable. Um, I think I, I think at that point I was selling weed. <laughs> Who wasn't? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I had, I had some, and I was showing you, like, because you had mentioned that you did that back in the days, too. Yeah, yeah. So I was showing you my product. Look, it's from Humboldt County, and then you smelled it, and I, was, I wasn't offering it to you. I was just showing you. Yeah. But then I asked if you still smoked, and yeah. you said, nah, not anymore. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, why? You know, because yeah, yeah. everybody smoked at the yeah, office. Yeah. And you said, because I'm already there. I don't need this anymore. Yeah, and I was there, like, yeah. what, the, what is he talking about? It's My brain thing. was so negative at that point that I didn't understand what you were like. What is he like? Did you get high one day and just never came down? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then I, I yeah, got yeah. to know you. Then I know how you are. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I, and that's something that I, like, I'm striving to achieve. Yeah, man. that's something that tripped me out is like weed fiends. That was real new to me <laughs> yeah. because I thought like you smoke weed and then you were pothead or you were like a weed dude or whatever. And you were just kind of positive. And then when I started seeing friends of mine, like, fucking just give me the twop. I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> tripping because you don't have weed. Right. And so like for me, I was a straight up alcoholic. I am yeah. one. And so like, what was it? August 23rd, 2009, my last drink was in um, the Lennox Lounge in, in Harlem. Wow. Right? I remember I was drinking Jack. It was supposed to be Jack and Coke, but it was just went to Jack at that point. <laughs> right? And so I was like, I feel it. you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, but that liquor would always lead me to the Coke or whatever the Coke represented. Uh, Crack, yeah. uh, meth, whatever I could get, you know, yeah. some dried goods as they call them. And so I, I started realizing, I started realizing, I was yeah. like, well, if you drink and it leads to the drugs, and then if you cut out the drink, then you won't have that. Yeah. And I love weed. I, it's just such a beautiful plant. I love smelling it. Like I'm wearing it on my calves right mm. now. I wear the CBD the oil. CBD oil yeah. It's just an amazing plant. And, but I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I started doing the math. I'm like, I was a dude. We had a song. I mm-hmm. forget what it was called, but I was like. First thing in the morning, at noon, 420 is going to come soon. Before I take a ride outside, another something in the night, right? And I'm like, damn, that's like six times I'm smoking, <laughs> right? And then I started doing the math. I'm like, that's like an eighth a day. Yeah. Okay, $50 times 5, 25, 30, 50, Okay, so that's $1,400 of, two, you know, mm-hmm. oh, damn, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Damn, and then that's 15 Gs a year. And I'm like, well, 
I just love life. I love people. You see, I got this energy. Yeah. Now I love cigars and coffee. Right? <laughs> oh, you know, so that's why I did this, this little cricky cracky shit. This Phil <laughs> stuff, man. That's from Phil's, man. This is from Phil's. Right? And so, you know, it's in a good cigar. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Alec Bradley. Yeah. Black markets or Cohiba, something mm-hmm. like mm, just like you know, and some I good grind quality, my own yeah. coffee, and I'm like, now I'm like on this tweak where I'm calling my Jamaican homie. I'm like, you can get some Blue Mountain. Call uh, my boy in Kenya. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, well, I was just met up with my boy from Kenya last week, and I was trying to put together a, a solar deal in Africa. Wow. One dude I play music with is from the DRC in Congo, mm-hmm. and my other homeboy's from Kenya. Actually he was a cable homie. Mm-hmm. And so I'm putting them together so they could do a solar deal in Africa. I'm like, oh, by the way, what can, I heard the Kenyan beans. <laughs> right? So I'm trying to get my... my <laughs> you, all this <laughs> just for coffee. <laughs> right. But see, this wouldn't exist. Me, CB showing up... Uh, what, did I show up at 2 o'clock, just like I said? Yeah. Without you having to call or text, I, I'm sure. putting on my thing. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, you could depend on me now. Yeah. When weed, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I'm at 220. But I still would have been here. Yeah. If I was drinking, it's a wrap on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, I might oh, be grilling yeah. outside, doing a couple lines, watching the Warriors right now. Yeah. And that's a good day. <laughs> Back when I was fucking that, that was a calm day. Well, that's when we were contractors. Yeah. I'd blow off work for three days. Yeah. Show up on Thursday. Work Thursday through Saturday and party again. Yeah. You know. And blow it all on, on the weekend on that. Yeah. Bottles and, yeah. you know, the eight ball. <laughs> right. And I save. Yeah. I save money now. And then I donate to stuff. And it's just good. But yeah, I'm already there. The, the herb thing, it's, it's such a man. And now they got weed crack, right? All the dabs and stuff. I'm like, what did you do yeah. to the plant? That is right. exactly what that <laughs> is. Weed <laughs> crack. Yeah. Wax. And I, I see these guys <laughs> torching the, the, the glass pipe and then it's like, yeah, that isn't, that's like taking away all the organic part of it. Right. And that's just, you know. <laughs> Next, they're just going to inject it. Like, oh, no, that's what it's getting to. Right. It's leading to injecting yeah. the, the, you know. Well, have you seen, like, all the futuristic bongs that they have? Oh, too? God, <laughs> well, they look like you're yeah. doing straight you're doing math. math. Well, like, there's, some, there's the isolates. Have you guys heard of the isolates? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you come to our studio, that was a big thing at our studio, like, three years ago. A dude, uh, he, they're like those little, like, I think, I think they're called, like, mascara-type little, you know, whatever, the cosmetic little oh, yeah. circular things. And you open up the top, mm-hmm. and it's white powder. Now, ex-druggies like myself would know <laughs> the difference between what coke looks like and yeah. meth looks like it's a little more wet on right. the side or if some really you know the the fish scale coke it's yeah. quick clumps mm-hmm. yeah and that's the this isolate but then you, it's it's a trip when you know white powder and the isolates is basically the the thc cbd or actually it's all cbd isolated so it's crystals and it's like this white powder and then you do little scoops sublingual oh I, I actually just started seeing that it's everyone was tripping because it looks like straight cocaine yeah um, the isolates it's the what's isolates. his name cookies are starting to do it oh something like yeah okay and i was just like it's so it's the even, dude before him he's the guy that gives it to all the ucsf and florida yeah oh, it's wow. putting people's cancer in remission and i'm like and i so i did it's scary though it's, <laughs> right? da- yeah. it's dangerous right. i'm not saying it doesn't help it's dangerous <laughs> though because i'm just be honest yeah. you're, you're mexican or you're black and yeah. you get caught with that you're, they're not even they're not uh, even asking questions, right? You got a switchblade. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm, I'm just being honest. No, no pun intended. It's no. a wrap, right? Sponsored rap. by Blue Boy Raps. <laughs> Get it in there, you can. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, that's insane. See? That's that's too. And I even dangerous. tweak because I don't. 
I'll do the CBD in here and yeah. that, but I'm just like, I'm trying to get to that place. And I'm like, I say, I'm already there. Yeah. But like, this brings me here. Our, our spirits are lifted. For I'm sure. Not, yeah. I might check the words, but this is real life. Right. You know, we're getting together. We're building. This is funny. I got sports center at the crib. Yeah. Right. I, I got the game on DVR. I'm not really tripping off that, right, but right. it's like to show up here. I feel bad. Relationship. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. I'm like <laughs> here, um, ice cube. This is one of the reasons I love hip hop. Cause it's so in your face. It's so real. It's like ice cube had a, a lyric that said, fuck him and his crew unless you're getting paid too. And he was talking about this false, like, oh, jocking somebody, right? And so I looked at sports like that. I'm like the Lord of the sports fanatics. Yeah. If I'm going to give up my life or my ability to have a relationship or money or whatever, like money is as it pertains to survival, roof right. over your head, food, food in the fridge or a fridge or electricity so I could go do something else like watch a game. Well, then I got my priorities twisted. Yeah. Right. My homeboy reached out to me and said, you want to be a part of this? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to be a part of this. Or, oh, no, I can't because I watch the words. What did I say first? Yeah. Oh, that's wifey time. Yeah. You know, yeah, the weekend, yeah, yeah. she's looking at me today. And yeah. She's like, you're doing what? I'm like, JD's my homie. I got to do this. <laughs> right. So and that's I what I mean it. by yeah. being there already. And I'm sure. always on this road. And I don't think weed would mess it up. But I did so much shit. Be, I mean, before I was 10th grade, I already done coke, shrooms, acid. I don't even think ecstasy was around that time. It was, but not for us. Yeah. But I had done all the drugs and the drinking by the time I was 13. And I quit in high school from 10th grade to senior year. And that's why I became a runner. And that's mm. what opened up all these doors. You know, I was, soccer was my first love, but I was like riding bench against the best dude on the team. So I went to track, became a miler. So, you know, the college is starting writing me letters. That was my in to get into college. And the reason I chose San Francisco State, because yeah. I wanted to do hip hop oh, at where that I went. point. Oh, what's up, Gator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so. That, so in, you, you mentioned 2009, you had your last drink. Yeah, what, what, 2009. What, what made you stop at that point? Well, then, did yeah. you start up again after senior I did. year? Yeah, no, no, yeah. So second semester mm -hmm. senior year, mm -hmm. it was the meet of champions, which is like the, the, the qualifying meet to go to the state championships. Mm -hmm. And they do heats, and I was a miler. And so I ran the mile, and I think, oh, no, the heat, I think I was in the finals. And it was Friday night. It had been two and a half years of not partying. Yeah. And I twisted my ankle and I was like, oh, shoot. And so I come up to my coach and he's up in the booth. And this is at Edwards Stadium at Cal mm -hmm. Berkeley right there on Bancroft. And I'm like, I bring my little Berkeley high little uniform. And of course, I'd stolen another uniform. Yeah. Right. And so I took yeah. my little shit, folded. I said, coach, I messed up my ankle. I'm not going to do the finals tomorrow. I don't want to mess with my college career here. I'm turning in my um, my uniform. <clears throat> and he was a very churchy, Jerry Curl, gold chain, real cool spiritual guy. And he's yeah. like, Mr. Woe, we call him, Mr. Ward. And when I just talked to him a couple months ago. Beautiful dude, uh -huh. right? Work taught math at the continuation school in Berkeley. And now he thinks he's up in Fairfield. But he's like, Chris, the school depends on you. You need to do this. I'm like, coach, I'm not messing with my college career. I'm done, right? Yeah. And then that night, my neighbor was like, hey, you want to go down to the local school and have a six-pack and smoke some little shoo, shoo I'm like, it's been two and a half years. I'm like, you know what? I need to just release all this stress. I'd taken the stress like, you got to get to the state meet. And so I went to the little sandbox with this girl, this woman, you know, this friend of mine, and we drank the six-pack. I smoked some weed, first time in two and a half years. And we're sitting back in the sandbox. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that race tomorrow. <laughs> So I walked down to the to the track. My boy John Smith was his name. He was from Marimani. Yeah. He's like, hey, Burger, you need a ride? And I'm like, sure. I jump in. And I was just relaxed. And I ended up, that was the one time I remember hitting what the athletes called the zone. Mm. And I'm going on the back turn. 
and you just it feels like tunnel vision you you feel it's, oh, your body's working like a machine you're doing your mechanics you feel no pain it's like that desk card shit right your, your head is separate from your body i'm like oh i'm in the zone and i ran the best time i, um, I think i ran a 4173 right and I, I i get to the state meet but then the doors open i remember running you know i mean some other meets and i mean that time that was the first year i smoked b wow. right in that summer my boy got some crack brought it and i was an athlete and what i do I dropped to my knees the moment he gave it to me, and I said, you have got to give me more. Wow. I mean, if that didn't tell me, you guys watch Snowfall, mm -hmm. right? You see what it does to people and communities. Look, all you have to do is look at Breaking Bad and meth or just yeah. look outside. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look what meth has done to people, and that's what drugs does. And so yeah. I was like, but I had a, that kind of set me on. And then between, that was 87 and probably the time that I quit, I would mm -hmm. take a year off. I would take three months off. Mm -hmm. I would take, and I was notorious for like, took a year off and then but in 2009 I couldn't break that pattern I had actually done a geographic to move from Oakland because remember I had them five cops yeah in Hayward mm -hmm. they were about to kill me I had some lady when we were doing door-to-door -door lie and say I was a home invader and we were just doing our job wow. and so I end up with on on the ground in front of Hayward High with five cops with you know um, yeah. six hours to my head and it Jeez. twisted me but Comcast was afraid that I was gonna sue them and so they were just giving me a check. I wouldn't show up at work. Other people would be 10 minutes late. Yeah. Written up. So anyway, <laughs> I was getting a check yeah. for not working, and I realized that was going to kill me. I had opportunity to pull a geographic move to the East Coast. I mm -hmm. moved to the East Coast, got clean after three months. And that's because I got clean in, in May. Mm -hmm. Came back for a show in California, fell off the rails for a week. Went back to the East Coast, and I was like, okay, you already moved from home. You gave up your job that was giving you a check. Yeah. What are you proving? No matter where you go, there you are, and yeah. your addictions too. And so I was like, you know what? You just need to get humble and just start, start from the beginning. And that was the worst thing because my 40th birthday was a month after I actually really, really got sober because I'm September 22nd, yeah. and I was doing a show in Brooklyn, and the musicians are there. They're like, yeah, motherfucker, let's see how you do without that shit. Oh. Right? And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> scared as fuck right yeah. and that night i'm like you know i was you know that's why i do the red bull or whatever and yeah. i'm like in a keg cup so you can't tell and i remember it was yeah. a solo and i pick up the cup take a swig i'm like fuck that's someone's beer but you're on stage so you can't oh, so i just no. swallowed it because if you don't intend to you're not like let me get more yeah. right yeah. but that that's kind of the thing is really the bottom line was getting humbled to go you are not wired this way you can have a couple and just chill because right. you've tried that and i tell people i say once out of every four or five times, I'm cool. But yeah. you would not be in the Major League Baseball, you know, exactly. right? Right? Yeah. You know, those dudes that hit 300, yeah, you get a lot. But yeah. 100, you're, you're not. You're going to not find yeah. yourself in the league. I noticed that in... in or in, 50. Yeah. <laughs> you pointed it out. Like, I, I did a show, and, and I, my, my thing was always to do a couple of drinks before the show and to calm yeah. the nerves. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not... The way I had it in my head wouldn't come out that way. Yeah. So then I just like, fuck it, man. Let me just go in there sober. Yeah. And just, you know, and then that's when I saw, oh, okay, this is the way to do it. The nervousness is needed. Yeah. That's kind of a good thing. You talked to Mario about this? We talked about it a little bit, but he, because he actually talked about, um, he talked about his journey going yeah. from sleeping at, at BART in the daytime, all, going all the way around. Yeah. And, um, 
and he talked about what how he got clean and the thing he thought about when he was clean the only thing he ever wanted to do as a kid was to be a comedian yeah and you know it's it, that's another story that I, right. it's crazy that you know mario montes the comedian yeah, yeah. they're blood cousins mm -hmm. first cousins right yeah and our moms are sisters yeah, yeah you guys recently met yeah because of your dna test yeah, yeah three years ago yeah and it's crazy because i performed with with mario we've done show together yeah. and then you know we've worked with him <laughs> and we worked with him and like i remember they said they sent me a picture when they first met it was like them hanging out and yeah. like you know they said they both i think he sent it to me like you, that's one of the things you guys talked about with me. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I'm honored, man. <laughs> we talked about having both of you guys on here because you guys yeah. have a lot of, it's crazy. Yeah. You guys have a lot of similarities. Yeah. You had a past with alcohol yeah. and, and drugs. Yeah. And you're both talented Artists, performers. Yeah. We're actually going to do a piece together. And right now he's taking wow. care of his wife. Yeah. Nursing her through. But he's a perfect uh, example of this. When you're already crazy, <laughs> right? He's already crazy. And so you don't need to fuck it up with the liquor and you get to save money. And I always tell people, hey, more for you. They're like, oh, you know what? I'm like, more for you. Cause I'm already there and already there. But not, it's not like some um, spiritual. Yeah. I try to be like that, okay. but it's I'm already <laughs> fucked up. Right? I'm just fucking yeah. fucked up. And so it's okay. Cause I can admit it. <laughs> you don't need help. Right. I'm, I'm already fucked up. Yeah. Right. And the I, thing I, is, yeah. It, it, you know, I got to say, I talk about coke and crack and this shit. My favorite shit was speed, you know, that meth. Wow. Because you didn't want anymore. You're cool for 12 hours. <laughs> you just, you could take shit apart, put it back together. Economical. Right. <laughs> right. And I make a joke it's out of that. The man's drug. Right. And the shit is horrible because now, I mean, me and Mario are, are very fortunate. I won't even talk about him because I don't know what he was doing. But yeah. that, that I missed the whole fentanyl shit. Yeah. Because drug addicts will put whatever it is in their body yeah. with no regard. They're, They'll trust the dude next to him. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Oh shit, that's some good shit. You're not fucking waking. Uh, you know, <laughs> He's not you're out. Right? Yeah. Let me get some of that body bag or whatever that shit. And so, but body I, bag. But oh, the funny shit. thing about Mario, when we first met, he's like, you know, and he's telling me, here's this dude I just met because I met his sister on the DNA thing. Yeah. And she had stage four cancer at the time, so she was mm -hmm. like, you know a person in that position like let me do these things and, mm -hmm. and so she was like the first person to reach out and I was like this hush hush secret mm -hmm. the way I came into this world and so mm. when I met him he's telling me stories of our our, our respective parents so his mom my mom their sisters grew up in the same house and like they grew up on this street and I'm like really 1912 I live at 1916. So out of all the places I chose wow. to live, I chose to live right next door to where my mom grew up in West wow. Oakland. And that's in fact, crazy. we share a fence, you know? That's, and that's so, insane. and so he starts sending me, sending me pictures of the house and them in the kitchen, him on the, you know, and it's like, wow. And the way, you know, and it's, it's so hard to talk about. Cause it's like, you know, heart is on the sleeve type shit. And it's like, when you realize you were this dirty secret, but the one thing about, like being who I am now is like, there ain't, yeah, there's something special about each one of us. That's the main point. So when I'm like, oh, me, poor me, there's mm -hmm. nothing special about me, but I have a special story yeah. that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's individualized to me, but each one of us does. And so when it comes down to my story, so I have to say that before I start saying it, because Definitely. it's like, I was this secret you know, my, my biological father was married and then wow. moms had already had a kid with him. So she kept that kid, my brother. Mm -hmm. Right. But didn't keep, keep me, gave me away. I get raised in another family. And now I've met more of that same biological father's 
offspring, wow. right? And so it's like, now I'm just over the three years. And so I think about that in the, in the program that I joined to get sober was AA. And so they always say, don't leave before the miracle happens, right? And then you have like the big book, book thumpers. And I'm like, the people in that program saved my life because they didn't know me but they cared for me, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, big ups to those folks to keep it straight every day, because it's hard keeping it straight. At the same time, I'm a yeah. musician, I'm a musician, and I'm, I'm around liquor, I'm around, yeah. I'm around this shit, and so I'm not that thumper where it says, people, places, and things, you can't, no, that's where I do my business. And exactly. so, but I want to be there for the next artist. The next musician said, I still have a love to be in this thing, yeah. but I can't, and so when I think about that, and I'm like, meeting Mario, meeting this family and going, oh, poor me. Nah, you got to help the next person out. Right. And so I can't wait to see what Mario and I come up with because that motherfucker is crazy. <laughs> he's hella funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's man. Yeah. He's one of the funniest people I know. Yeah. So, it, so that's why when I, when I saw there's got to be something biological that you guys yeah. are just natural, uh, naturals in front of people. Yeah. Cause you know, I've seen you do your thing and yeah. I've seen him and it's just like, yeah, these guys are related. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, you guys, it's like, is it like, cause I'm the youngest of 10 kids. Oh, wow. Right. So yeah. it's like whatever issues we have, yeah. we're working them out on stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, the other thing is like, I got a voice cause I used to yell for my mom from down the street cause I was getting beat up or mm-hmm. teased by my brother. My, you know, I had this voice and uh, I was like, shit, yeah. I got this voice. Right. And so, but the youngest of 10 kids, you want to be seen, you know, right. you want to be center of attention. It's like a Mr. Miyagi thing that you grow up in yourself and then it works at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. It's like, I would say most, I don't know too much about comedians, but they all seem pretty insane to me. <laughs> right. And so, and artists in general. Yeah. So you're I, looking at, it's like, we're all working our shit out. Yeah. I find similarities when, when I do different types of uh, performances or arts, like you, sometimes you have to go to dark places or, yeah. you know, things like that. And so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like material comes from really dark, dark stuff, mm-hmm. from dark yeah. places. I think that's every artist though. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what it is, but it is. Yeah. There, there was this thing that I read for comedians, especially that it's a, uh, it, it, it was a study done that it, it comes from like a, a state of depression <laughs> to crack jokes. Robin like, Williams, look at them. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. a great example of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I think it's also, and this, I think I've said this before, like there, there's, I wish I could be better at, I wish I could play in a band and do drums. Obviously you, you hung out with me the other day. Yeah, so yeah. I have my little setup. I wish I could do that. Yeah. That's what I, that's one of those things I wished I was better at. And I would like to yeah. be in a band. Yeah, yeah. That's why I get along with musicians a lot. Cause yeah. I like what they do. Um, but oh, sorry to interrupt, but every front man of a group wants to be a comedian too. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, uh, is that not true? Because we'll right, be able I broke to a guitar screen. Okay. Say yeah. something to the crowd. Now you got to like, talk to the, the crowd. Yeah. Right. And that's, and it's that's like, <laughs> you talk to the crowd. I talk to the crowd all night. <laughs> yeah. And that's, but that's our job. Don't break your screen. Right. That's our job. though. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that something is. that I, that I want to do. And I want to do like, I like cooking and all like this and that, yeah. but then there's, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying. Oh, and I'm, you're a dope chef, by the way. You guys have had his, his cookouts yet? <laughs> you haven't I, had I, I haven't yet. had anything yet. You haven't yet, had no. any yet, but yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, then you do something like, you know, like me do, I do stand up when yeah. I do it and I feel like this is something I just, I, I have to do. And I never wanted to do stand-up. I never wanted to do that, but it's just... Stay in your lane, yeah. There's stuff you're good at, and there's stuff you're just naturally gifted at. Yeah. And I think once you find that one thing you're naturally gifted at and you take off, even though it's scary, like, your whole 
you seem crazy to people. Well, here's here's the thing that really helped me as an artist. Yeah. Was okay. So I'm really careful all the times and what spaces I really talk about. You know, AA saved my life, mm-hmm. or the people there did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the next thing you know, I'm going off on the step four shit, <clears throat> and then people like turn their ears off. Right. Yeah. But one thing I did join because of that was this group within, you know, people that went to AA, they're like, oh, we're going to do this thing on the artist's way. The artist's way was this book written by this woman in the 70s, I think. And it was about finding that artist in you. And this goes back to that thing about vocalists want to be comedians and this and mm-hmm. that. And this is what I tell people because they're like, oh, you're the dude that raps. I've been doing it since 84, 85. I put yeah. out my first record in 1988. Yeah. Right. And I'm still doing this shit. And I'm like, check this out. I'm nobody special. You could come out with some shit and go platinum. Or look at Little Nas X. Yeah. You throw it on TikTok, next thing you're playing with Billy Ray Cyrus exactly. on the fucking Grammy. So anybody could get to that point. And this book, The Artist's Way, talks about at what point was that artist in each one of us, whether it was painting, whether it was comedian, mm. singing, playing, was it like dampered, that spirit dampered? Yeah. So mm. it goes back to the first grade where my dad said, what is that you're doing? Oh, I like to build sandcastles. No, kid. And it scarred me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. And so, and it's like, has all these different things. Like you go on a, you go on a date with yourself and that's like, go to the art store. Or, you know, you do these things within the book and you do all these things and, you know, and you basically you start looking at where your art is in your life and I did that and after I read that book I did the love phenomena love and phenomena. I think of Dell Dell from uh, hieroglyphics yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know yeah Dell the funky homo sapien homo sapien yeah and he was talking about like he's a super respected of one of the baddest freestylers baddest you know yeah ice cubes cousin yeah oh he is Dabalina, all that oh, shit yeah. Dell is dope as hell and he actually has a good um uh, Ron Allen, who you're going to interview. Yeah. They're linked. Oh, like oh, wow. Ron hooked him up with his first sneaker deal or something. Ron gets sponsored by the sneakers because of his skateboarding. Okay. But Dell was saying, I read this article where Dell was like, someone gave me like a Borders or one of those bookstore things for Christmas. And yeah. so he goes down and goes, eh, 20 bucks. Oh yeah. How to write a hit song. <laughs> so he buys this book. Dude is already one of the dopest rappers. Yeah. Who fucking comes out with that. When I'm rocking in a bag. Oh yeah. Whatever that song is. Uh, song. Uh, Gorillaz, uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. He comes out and that goes platinum. It goes platinum. It's and so I saw an interview that he didn't even realize it went platinum until <laughs> he was like, someone said, Hey, I heard you on the radio. He was like, what song? Right. Because they just asked him to freestyle yeah. about something, and he came up with that. Right. That's crazy. And so it's like every artist, they said, dog can't learn new tricks. And like yeah. these, we all know, I mean, especially, I don't like to put these these individuals under the, but, you know, lead guitar players. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Jimi Hendrix fan. Anybody mm-hmm. that plays lead guitar, Alex Skolnick, I grew up with mm-hmm. from Testament. You know, I, oh, I look, you grew up with him. Yeah. And wow. I look at these dudes that play guitar. So like, oh, I got that's the That's one thing I wish I could do. Yeah. Dope trumpet trombone yeah. or guitar right? that's, my, my, that's my brother yeah my brother's a lead guitar player yeah. right and so sometimes the guitarists they always go that's not so good they hear a solo i could do that yeah. right? in two seconds <laughs> but the problem is they can though that's right. that's what makes it my brother's first yeah. solo we ever learned was yeah. santana's uh i think it was black magic woman wow right. that was the, that was the second song he learned right and he was on guitar. super young right yeah, yeah. he was 11 years old it's like yeah how do you like, well, the whole joke about how many lead guitars take to screw in a light bulb, right. you know, it's like one and then 20 to say I could do it better. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and when you're in a band, you hear all those ones, right? Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I always say, uh, what do I say? Uh, somebody's egotistical, so they're like um, lead vocalist sound check. Me, 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 me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I forget what the term is, but it's like yeah. lead vocalist sound check. Is it, is it, isn't it like a, a form of a healthy ego? Do you think it is? To do what? Like when 
artists are like that. Lead singer syndrome. Lead singer syndrome, or, or uh, it can be. It, it can, can be, be, but it's it also can also be really bad. Yeah. I, well, I, so when you meet those people that are like that in front of the cameras yeah. when the mics are on, yeah, and then the, they go off, and then like Chappelle. He yeah. looked like he ran everything, and then he, off, he's like hella cool with yeah. people. So right. There's a time for it, and if that's your shtick, or that's a thing, like, I don't know what Andrew Dice Clay is like as a person, Yeah. but he was an asshole. Oh, really? No, no, no. Oh, on, on, on stage. stage. Oh, fucking mother, you know, that I heard shit. he's super nice. That's what I'm saying. That so him, yeah. That's your brand? That's, but, that's true. But also, as an MC, too, you have, you have, there's some part of you that... It oh, turns yeah. on. You want the you want the cameras and everything. You want the cameras on. You have to own it. Yeah. yeah. I like I remember talking with Gift. But I think Gap. it's not for you if you don't want some part of that, right? Right. You have to be a monster. And mm-hmm. I remember Gift of Gab, who's from Black Alicious. You yeah. should get him on the podcast. Yeah, I'll yeah, definitely. And he's talking about like even Zachariah Moe is like, they're on stage and you're like, How come you're not sharing the mic with me at the space? And it's like they'll get off stage and like dude, I actually don't know how to do that. I only have one mode and people love it because that's how they tap into that goal. Yeah. It's like, rah, 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 rah. oh, now I got to be nice to you. Fuck you. You jump in where you see <laughs> right. it, right? And then that could be your genius. But if you ain't got it, then you're thinking about how bad you're feeling. I don't want to fuck with that. And that's, right? and that's a healthy Well, then that just makes you guys look bad on stage, right? right? I would just, because it looks like one's outshining the other right. one completely. You, that, and that's the thing because if you're that artist, you know to step off. Let them shine because I'm in five for 10 minutes he'll be done and then I can jump on but really the thing is to do now it's time for the guitars because <laughs> those dudes are back because that's the thing and when you talk about offense too, they can fuck you up at any time oh, yeah. odd time signature and you're yeah. done you're like oh it's not working I have these 4-4 four, four rhymes they're not working <laughs> we had an extra beat motherfucker <laughs> right? what, when are you, are you guys have any shows because I know the Uptown's closed and we did you did your birthday every year I was going to do uh, I was going to do a memorial for our producer Zachariah Mose and two 2019 or 20 20 um but of course it was closed and yeah. then we actually were going to go in and try to buy it yeah um, oh, wow and like that'd be great yeah and then they sold it to like the owner's friends right and uh, so it, it looked good for a second because we were going to move our studio into one of the basements nice. and do yeah. some things uh, i now that i look at it because that's a good we're probably room. about three months away from i don't know yeah. you guys should tell me yeah if we would have been able to survive we could have but we would have been selling shit off mm-hmm. and i don't want to run a club man you know it's the same thing when i went to state i was audio engineer major that's what my degree is in. Oh. i don't want to work the boards yeah fuck <laughs> that deal with egos and then you, I, it I takes away from, it takes away from your, your that's the main ride. thing like yeah. love phenomenon right now that's that's your latest album you have out right it is, but okay. so when I talk about all that work that we've done over the last yeah. year, so we've been, another cousin I met on uh, the, the Ancestry thing was the uh-huh. bass player from Confunction, uh, uh-huh. EQ, he's the baddest bass player around, I could say that with just wholeheartedly. Man, so right? it really does run in the family. <laughs> yeah, you got some good genes. Oh, and my last name is Kendrick, right? So my last oh, name is Berger, you know, yeah. but Eddie Kendricks is, Eddie Kendricks, know, yeah, yeah, it might be something there. Yeah, so, yeah, um, <laughs> and then as my family members tell me about this, I'm like, ah, but it's like, that's when I go back to the artist wait you could have the the dance mom from the warriors game you know like harris one talks about this he Mm -hmm. says hip-hop has become such a global phenomenon old moms from connecticut could get dj gigs and it's like everybody's got something in them Mm -hmm. it's this 
are we getting it out? And it's usually the stale ass artist. And I'll just use me as an example. If I get stuck in a rut in my ways, you have this new kid that come up. His mind's free. He's not like mm -hmm. uh, the club's on. Nah, and and the, remember, and the record company. Nah, dude, fucking get free. And that that's what getting a day job helped me with. Yeah. Because now I don't worry about the finances anymore. I don't do the whack shows for the money. Yeah. Or have to go sell weed again. Yeah. <laughs> not that I could make any money selling weed anymore. Yeah. The corner store got it right. <laughs> yeah. And your free time is all revolved it's around all the creativity. And then the work that I do, the day job is actually the good work. Yeah. So it's meshing now with the, the, the words I talk about. But it's it's reality. Any Anybody can come up with some quality art because there's that many people on this earth. Yeah. They'll buy this mm -hmm. shit. That's, that's uh, man, we've been at it almost an hour now. Have we? And I What's the Warriors score? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take two. I don't want to keep oh, you shit. away from the game. No, it's all um, good. What I, I first of all, I wanted to thank you for 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 coming on and like yeah, you know yeah. you shared a lot of wisdom, man. That I it was good to hear again, because you get caught up in this shit. I'm not good enough. I'm not you know, <laughs> but like that's true. Good art could come out of any corner of the world. You're right. And you're from right. like the most quietest person that you know could bring out something. That's one of the things like in film. All these yeah. great films coming out that are way better than like the shit. Hollywood's producing yeah. or, or music mm -hmm. on TikTok or whatever. You yeah. find some SoundCloud rapper that's like, whoa, this dude is underground. Underground. Yeah. Right. It's like, do we want what the record companies are spood feeding us? Or what, what is the battle for now? Eyeballs, unique visitors, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like, and I, I'm just queuing up a song so I could play for you guys, mm -hmm. you know, one of the news, because you asked, mm -hmm. what are we playing? It's like, yeah. I don't worry about it because I'm producing so much stuff right now. So yeah. we're putting the next Alphabet Soup album together right now. Nice. And I talk about my cousin EQ. Yeah. We're doing song after song together. I'm playing with this dude from the Congo. Remember the Solar Deal? Yeah, yeah. We got about seven songs. So we're going towards the album. We're working with our another bass player, Troy, the six-string player, yeah. called Bedouin. So I got about six music projects. Wow. And Damn. then the next show is with Angeline's thing, Angel X. So yeah. that's sometime in... August, some Mill Valley festival or something. Yeah. But that's just a, a way to like vibe with the cool musicians and freestyle. But it's not my love for right. them, you know, or my like alphabet soup. Yeah. But I'll cue something up for you. Yeah, 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 definitely. Tell me when you can, want me to play. Can I ask you a real question? Yeah. Real yeah. quick. What is your thought on the the state of the music industry right now? Mm -hmm. You with being signed, um, I don't know, are you guys independent now? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the difference between that and then like how the industry is running right now. Right. Because it's because how we're talking about like, oh, kids could just throw these songs out yeah. and go platinum without a label. But then you're looking behind the scenes, too. And guess who's picking them all up? Yep. Yeah. Atlantic Records, yep. Columbia, you know, they're, they're getting picked up they in two seconds. Quick. Yeah. And they're getting spit out pretty fast, too, yeah. sometimes, which is which, you know. And if they if, if they don't get picked up, their content gets stolen kind of right not, not even like i think for musicians if you don't get picked up really fast i think you it's almost like you have a longer oh, okay. a better chance to keep kind of growing your, yeah. your small fan base first yeah. and then you can kind of say yes or no but the thing is and just like if we didn't have a management team right now that we trusted yeah i mean we've gotten crappy deal offers mm -hmm. left and right mm -hmm. And I probably, if I didn't know any better, I didn't know, you know, to talk to a lawyer really. And mm -hmm. I, I trusted these guys because my old manager said this, like, yeah. you know, he's your friend. I would have signed one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think one of the most important things, I'm going to bring it back a second to what I do today. I'm, I'm in the tech world. Mm -hmm. I teach digital literacy. Yeah. And when I went to the tech school, because I got hurt on the job at yes. the Comcast job. The guy, when I walked in, he's speaking English, but doing all these tech terms. And he's like... 
he goes, what do you want to learn? I'm like, I just want to understand what you're saying. Cause you're speaking English. I don't understand a word you're saying, <laughs> but what he turned to me and said, Chris, you need to get to the why you're here. And I would say that as an answer for the, what do you think of getting signed? Because look at your crew. Why do they want to get signed? Why do you want to get signed? Why? And it's like, okay, you just played out a couple of realities. You could either get your content, right? So what is the best scenario? And then if you remain underground and say, the why for me, I want to do the best music possible. How can I retain that autonomy? Right. And I'm like, what's the reality, right? Do I see myself? I'll be 52 this year. Do I see myself there for you guys making hella money off my likeness? Maybe, but do I see you making more money and targeting the 20 to 30? Yeah. Right. So where, what's the lane I stand in? Make the best song possible. Mm. But then look at your crew. What, you know, because you might be with the crew that half of them want, but I really get to the why because even if they, that's all recoupable money. Right. Right. So the why, I would go independent, independent, and the well, distribution. Well, that's, that's what yeah. we're all kind of settled yeah. on now. Of course, in the beginning, it was like, oh, we have connections to these labels. Why right. aren't we, you know, why aren't we signed yet? And then it's exciting. It, yeah, of course, yeah. it's exciting. Right. You know, and, and to we be don't liked know and loved. Everybody yeah. wants to be liked and loved yeah. and coddled. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you get this big loan. We know yeah. it's a bank thing, but you know, you get this big loan. You get to make an album. Of course, that's everyone's dream, right? You get to yeah. work with these great producers. Well, we're yeah, we're on this on the you know on the section of or on the side of let's stay independent as much as we can. Yeah. Um, you know, unless the deal's so good to be true that you can't refuse it, yeah. but it's, but it is one of those things. Yeah. We definitely want to stay independent. We want to keep as much as we can before we have to yeah. give up something if we have to. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. hard though, but it's also, it's been really, uh, especially with like the internet stuff. Yeah. It's been, it's kind of, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, like it's, uh, saturated with a lot of not stuff. Not saturated, but it's like discouraging almost. Oh, sometimes. Discouraged. Okay. Yeah. I would really check in with your crew because you are one person what you want and then see if your crew's solid, if you guys could hold the line together. Right. Because that's really, then it starts going like, what you want, who you are and what you want. Because I don't want to be like, you're the leader just because you're the, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, 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 yeah. But like, look and see what your crew is and it, so you guys got to, because the first thing they're going to do is go, who can we do without? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's just build this around you and right. get some studio musicians because you're the image we want. And then it's like, that's not the, what I envisioned. These right. are dudes I grew up with. These right. Are, right. Right. Uh -huh. So I would check it with the crew. And it's like, that's the most important thing. Why and what do you want? Right. And can you survive without them? Yeah. You know, that's why I love E40 and yeah. T-Shirt selling it out right. of their trunk. Yeah. Right. So they were like, yeah. now we'll talk to you. What distribute, yeah. what can you do for me? Right. A, a perfect right. example of that is in La Bamba. Remember La Bamba? <laughs> when he, when he gets signed and then they bring him into the studio and it's like, I can't do it without my band. Right. And then it's like, what's really important for you? You know? Right. It's my family. So he sits down and records like, fuck him. That's that's like you know, a yeah. perfect example of what you're talking about. I well, mean, I've always said that I, I won't leave the band. No, yeah, that's yeah. You know what I mean? yeah like I you guys can't are like see best myself friends. doing it without it, without yeah. them. Yeah, did you know? did hold that. Yeah, because that's everything. I mean, that, that's yeah. that goes back to the why. Yeah. Are these lifelong relationships? Are they worth yeah, it? Is definitely. somebody doing stuff they shouldn't be doing? Yeah. You know, and, you know, you start looking at the weak links because they're going to come in and attack you. Yeah. Right. It's sad that it, it's like that. But it yeah. Is. They change who's the line. Who's going to come in? Record companies, the managers. Record. They're, they're, and, they're looking what they can get. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you said is well, the also best. Also, musicians too. Right. Well, well that's, a, that's usually the managers of the record company. They're failed. Right. If you can't do teach or whatever exactly. the thing is, become yeah. a right, right. A and R. And they're like, I wanted to live that life. It'll just be you and me. Yeah. Right. And that's a perfect. Uh, the best advice get the good songs get yeah. work on the art itself 
Yeah. And then the rest will, you know, just kind of, you know, you can play steady shows. Yeah. A good song, you know, that's always going to translate to success regardless right. of what. That's right? the why for me. Get the best song you can. And then if it touches people, that's what's cool. Because we're all living. We got a roof over our head. We got food. Do I want to, you know, uh, what was it? The industry rule number 4080, Q-Tip City. Uh-huh. Record company people are shady, yeah. right? And so that's just the reality. It's a shady ass. I don't even yeah. know what they're doing nowadays. Yeah. Right. Right. How are they going to survive this like, as it gets more And what's easy. your shelf life, right? right? Get your money how you can without right. worrying about the music and the music will come. Yep. Hey, that is a, man, that is a good way to end off the show. We can listen to, uh, I'll play it right here. Yeah, man. And this is off of a uh, love phenomenon. This is actually instant soup. This is alphabet soup, soup produced by Kenny Brooks out of New York, okay. tennis saxophone player for alphabet soup. And he's the one that sent you a hundred. Yeah. Oh, wow. Produced by Cam who produced love phenomenon. Oh, okay. Self-expression, perfection, countdowns, you and me, unity, all time. The words wrote for past folk, the tracks spoke, so grass hope, get your heart about the asphalt. Self-expression, perfection, countdowns, you and me, unity, all time. Technology is trip, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the crown round like a circle, paint the town purple. When I hit you up, love not fist to cuffs. Overstated that we made it, didn't miss the cut. I figured time was just a number they agreed upon, but we exist through the ages cause we beat a song the cage birds sang the bus rounds too from being hanged to bang bang remind you my people struggle it's too much to watch the evil bubble cause he was shovel buried me on the double those content heavily sedated aided by day to day traded living for life and faded given the sight inside driven by life minds and tight times the light shines through bright lines on right minds design a thought out to make a head nod out one of the first in the bay who burst you sought out whether it's hot out or not May the feather be heavier than my heart when it's called outside. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be yeah, available on all platforms. All platforms. When is that release? Um, I'm thinking, so we started with like about, I think we're up to six, but we got a lot that have been written. We just got to keep them in the studio. Nice. I go every Friday night in the studio. So and, and you hear that's not master, but that's mixed. Right. Nah, and that's, that's to good. the point where we wanted the sax player to be happy to open up the floodgates for the rest. And so we're rolling. We're oh, rolling. Man, that's cool. I, I've already written 30 of his and another 20 of the other projects. So and you got uh, a name of the, for that album? Not yet, but right now okay. we're just calling it Insta Soup. Insta Soup. Insta so soup. Because good. the soup is, you know, yeah, two bass players, soup, DJs, yeah. all this. And we're like, let's just get the beats. Because yeah. what can you control? And exactly. we can control that. And it's, I am excited. You know, things are opening up again. And yeah. I really want to go see Alphabet Soup again. Uh, we're going to get down. That's one of those things that I missed last year. Because I've been going for the last four years, I think. Yeah. To your, to your birthday show. Yeah. It's one of my, the, you know. Can you take me again? <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll put something. I, I think I might just throw a gig. I always. That's, that's all right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I always talk because that story that, that the last show you had, I always tell the story about his, his experience there because he's a shy guy. Uh-huh. But that day he made some friends at the bar and he yeah. was drunk and he ah. was I'm like, <laughs> that's the kind of magic that happens yeah. at Chris's show. You gotta man. vibe it out. Vibe exactly. It out, and thanks again for coming. Man, thank where, you guys where can, so much. Where can people I'm follow? Mr. Ward, playoff game anytime for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> as can, long as they win. <laughs> exactly. Where can people follow you or uh, uh, they can hit us up lovephenomena.com and then hit us up Facebook. Just Google us. 
Facebook, okay. wherever, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. Right on. So, but you can find us on all the platforms. Okay. Yeah, Love Phenomena. Love Chris Phenomena. Burgers, Love Phenomena, YouTube, all that stuff. Alphabet Soup also, yep. you can find. Okay. Alphabet Soup too. Yep. Alphabet Soup, Six Cans of Soup, Strive In, Laying Low in the Cut. Look for all three of those. Legends, man. Thank, yeah, thank, you, for, thank you for doing this. One love. One, one love. love. We're out. So teaching. Uh, Very nice. Good shit, fellas. Thank you, man. <laughs> hey. 